welcome to Seattle on Tap. I'm Courtney Jacobson. And I am Ashley Toten. And we are here drinking a couple beers during quarantine. What are you drinking today, Ashley? Uh, to keep it relevant to my story, uh, mm-hmm. I am drinking uh, Cerveza Negra Modelo. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, nice and refreshing. Oh, man, it's so good. I uh, took a couple notes on it just for folks in case they didn't uh, have never had it before. I feel like it's fairly common, but not everybody, mm-hmm. you know, knows about it. Yeah. Um, but Negra Modelo is a 5.4% ABV Dunkel style lager brewed in Mexico. Uh, it was originally brewed in 1926 by Austrian immigrants to Mexico. Huh. Yeah, which I didn't actually realize. Um, but it is a smoother, maltier, easy drinking mm-hmm. lager. Very good. Sunshine beer. Mm-hmm. And it's sunny right this minute. <laughs> I personally love lime in mine, so I bought a lime to put it. I was going to ask you, do you have lime in there? Because yes. I do love some lime. Yes. But I'm having to ask her this because we are, like I said, we're all on quarantine lockdown. So Ashley and I are recording via Skype and our, our podcast app. So I can see your face, but I can't see all of the situation. We're not actually together today. We are following quarantine guidelines. We're trying. (laughs) Yes. Sometimes people have to go to the grocery store. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I ran out of beer today it was like crisis I had to go oh that's scary yeah I sent Gordon to Costco for large bottles of alcohol because uh we were out and quarantine's got us drinking a little more <laughs> yeah quarantining sober is not an option yeah I mean I do it all day and then it's nighttime and I've had dinner and I'm ready for whiskey <laughs> <laughs> feel that yeah all right so I am drinking a Rubens Brewing um crush series it's their latest in the crush series um the mosaic crush which if you've heard us before you all know I'm crazy for mosaic hops so this is a hazy IPA brewed with mosaic hops um by Rubens Brewing in Seattle, Washington. Um this is pretty floral. It's uh my first sip. I got a lot of the tropical flavors that you generally will get with those mosaic hops and I'm fully in love with well, I'm fully in love with Rubens. Yeah. But I'm also super duper fully in love with their Crush series and this mosaic is basically my uh my phone was calling sorry <laughs> <laughs> we're busy uh, um sales call too Woo-hoo. anyway um Naturally. this beer is basically if somebody was to make a beer just for me only it would be this one in fact and it- you even texted me the other day. I was going to say, if you follow us on social media, there's a little <laughs> dorky text from us. Because I was like, if you haven't had this, you got to try it. And, and I just immediately ran downstairs to the beer fridge and was like, I do have it. <laughs> oh. Very good. All right. Well, shall I tell you a little story? 
please. So today, <clears throat> excuse me, clear my throat there. Um, <laughs> today, I'm going to be talking about Rolf Nesland. Um, this lovely man, nearing his 80s, ran into what we used to have as the West Seattle Bridge. Ashley and I both live here in West Seattle, and our main way to get in and out of what feels like an island um, into downtown Seattle and out to all of the main major parts of like to I-5. Yeah, all of our... Directly, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, Is over the West Seattle Bridge. And recently, it was shut down. Because, once again, for... uh, What? God, it's been 40 years. Oh, my age. (laughs) 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 Um, It's been shut down because there are cracks in the bridge and it's just not safe for um for cars anymore so we're all going back to what it used to be like in the late 70s to anyway so 19 sorry maybe i should tell you a little bit about rolf first (laughs) (laughs) please do (laughs) oi maybe i need to drink a little more beer hang on i think that is actually what the problem is Mm mm-hmm Mm. Oh, it's so tasty. Okay. Rolf Nesland, <clears throat> born in um, 1900, November 4th, to be exact, was born in Norway. He came to the U.S. as a teen and <clears throat> eventually became a ship's pilot in Seattle. Um, apparently, when you drive those ginormous tanker trucks, you are not just a ship captain you are a freaking pilot because that thing is massive (laughs) and that's what he was um he was later involved in a serious shipping accident in 1978 where he managed to pilot a 40 ton 550 foot ship the chavez right into the then raised West Seattle Bridge. Um, (laughs) The original West Seattle Bridge was built to raise up and down so that ships could go through and go up the Duwamish port. Um, And yeah, so he rammed his ship right into the support pillars and it got stuck up. Um, <laughs> I'm just imagining like just... cars from West Seattle, evil Knieveling, like over the top of like, it. Trying... <laughs> <laughs> like... Well, I saw some pictures that basically instead of kind of becoming a big ramp, it becomes a big wall. So you would have to go directly up. Oh yeah. That's not going to so work. They'd, they'd evil Knievel straight into a wall. They'd crash test dummy <laughs> into a wall. It was basically what they do. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, so, you know, he ran into it. It got stuck up and couldn't do its whole being a bridge thing anymore. Um, So the weird thing is, it actually turned out to be kind of a blessing because the city was having a really hard time getting their shit together to replace this super outdated, overcrowded bridge. Uh, It was built in 1924. So 1924 to 78, a lot of growth in and around the Seattle area had happened. And 
it was Seattle's absolute worst bottleneck for traffic, both automobile and for ship. So constantly ships backing up, constantly cars backing up. It was just a nightmare for everyone. Yeah, what a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> the city had approved a plan, but um, they're having a hard time figuring out who they would pick for the construction and figured out that there was a bit of a corruption scandal on all that front. Um, so the project had been scrapped by 1975, not officially, but basically it was just set aside. And in fact, in an interview, um, the federal highway administrator was quoted as saying, well, short of a tug knocking it down, there's nothing else. And you certainly don't want to go that route. <laughs> is that your official voice Courtney um that's my that's my um guy in 1975 that's in charge of the bridge voice <laughs> perfect I dig it you should hear me read stories to Layla at night there's a lot of voices <laughs> so uh he basically maybe gave Rolf an idea I don't know but so along comes old ass Rolf and his (laughs) alcoholic problems (laughs) at 2 38 in the morning on June 11th 1978 he rammed into the support beams um like I said leaving it in the upright position they forced him to retire he was 79 so probably should have happened anyway um and they gave him a giant ass pension of eighteen hundred dollars a month one thousand eight hundred and in today's money that would be five thousand six hundred and fifty dollars a month yes please (laughs) um they basically were like okay here's the deal uh you're super negligent and uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna pay you to stop I touching mean, this stuff. is gonna this is gonna be a good thing anyway because now we just have to force the city to replace the shit but you're gonna have to go away so that it's not your fault officially he's like okay cool i'll take my check bye but then he was a bit paranoid <laughs> and uh he was, just, he was scared that as time went on, he was going to get sued for the accident and uh, actually be liable for everything. So he put the money in his wife's name. Um, her name was Ruth. And, well, that wasn't the best idea. <laughs> she, <clears throat> well, they they didn't have the best marriage. They both drank a lot and they fought a lot. And uh, sometimes the cops were called out to their house. They sound really great. I mean, <laughs> they sound like people I've known in my life, probably, yeah, or, or bar patrons. I've, I've cut off many a time, but <laughs> I don't work day shifts anymore, so I don't have that quite <laughs> Or really any shifts right now, since all the bars are closed. Um, mm-hmm. Side rant. Anyway, (laughs) so bad idea putting it in Ruth's name because she took it a bit too far and she was like, hey, 
now I've got the reins. I'm putting not just your pension money in my name, but I'm also going to take about $80,000 out of our joint account and put it in the one that's just my name. (laughs) Ah, (laughs) jeez. So Rolf found out, super pissed, and started venting to his friends and saying, all right, I'm going to cut the bitch off. I'm going to revoke her power of attorney. I'm going to cut her from the will. And I think she's trying to kill me. I think she's going to (laughs) poison me. (laughs) And the thing is, like, she was constantly threatening to kill him. And people just kind of thought nothing of it because they were bad at being drunks and always fighting. And so, of course, people don't really take it seriously as he says it. A foreshadowing. (laughs) So he confronts her. They get in a big, huge fight. Then several months goes by. His friends are like, dude, we haven't heard from Rolfie. And, uh... Bro usually sends us a Christmas card and haven't gotten that. Apparently, he's always sending postcards to friends and reaching out to people. Keep in mind, late 70s, it's not, you know, we're not in the days of internet and sending memes. So people used snail mail a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, so his buddies call up the, the police and they're like, hey, it's February and we haven't heard from him for several months. Super not normal. Can you go out and check on him? Um, so they go out there to, uh, to their house on Lopez Island. <clears throat> they ask Ruth, have you seen him? Where is he? What's going on? And she's like, oh. He packed up his shit and left uh, back in August. It was August 14th, 1980. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he's been having an affair with his ex-girlfriend who. I'm sure he has, Ruth. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. And um, his ex-girlfriend was the mother of his two grown sons. And while they did remain close and friends, they did not have a romantic relationship for a long, long, long time because, well, they broke up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It didn't work out. And anyway, so Ruthie's like, yep, I think he's been sleeping with his ex. I'm pretty sure they, they left and got back together and fled to Norway. And they're, I mean, he's from Norway he would go back from time to time to visit his family. He still had brothers and sisters and extended family out there. So not completely off base, but still nobody had heard from him, which kept investigators a bit curious. And um, so she also said, oh, but I also in October, I went to, to Norway to find him and um And I couldn't, so I just gave up. (laughs) Later on, she did tell the investigators that that was a full-on lie. Um, And they, as they were doing more digging, because they thought she was full of crap, 
Um, (laughs) They kind of poked around the house and noticed that he did not, in fact, pack up all his shit. In fact, he still had all of his jewelry, his wallet, his watch, like the main things you would take with you if you are leaving someone and never coming back. And um, then they also found his car abandoned at a ferry dock in Anacortes. And they couldn't really tell if, well, who had left the car. There were no signs of struggle or anything, but there were also no real signs that he had specifically left it there. So they kind of kept that as a little question mark. And um, so they kind of had to dig some, do some more digging, kept questioning people. Pull in um, Ruth's older brother to ask him about things. And he's like, think, feeling the heat and not wanting to be in trouble for anything. So he immediately is like, well, yep, Ruth did it. She shot him. She told me. And um, she wanted his money and wanted him out of the way. <laughs> so investigators use this as a way to... Um, go ahead and finally arrest Ruth. And once they arrested her, she said, hang on. My brother said, what? (laughs) (laughs) She gets pissed. (laughs) She's like, nah, you guys don't get it. He actually helped me. My brother held Rolf's head. I shot him. Yeah, I shot him twice in the head, but her brother actually helped yeah. with the murder. He held oh boy. Rolf's head so that she could shoot him in it. Brutal. But it gets worse. Oh, yeah. good. <laughs> um, she's like, yeah. And he helped me drag the body into the bathtub and cut him into pieces. And then we took the pieces. Oh, God. Outside, put him in the burn barrel and dumped his ashes in the manure pile. Are you? Yeah. Good Lord. Like what? Poor freaking dude. I mean, this is not, I mean, come on. This is not a way to go. Seriously. So. They, of course, you know, convict her of the murder. She basically, she can just confessed um however she had a lot of illness like health issues she had illnesses she was type like well i mean there's that but oh i i didn't really get into that part of my research (laughs) i don't think it matters sounds like an asshole whether she's sick or not (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah it took took a tiny bit of time for the trial to happen because she had diabetes and yada yada um but once she finally did go to trial she was um convicted of first degree murder and received a sentence of 20 years to life and then (laughs) but wait (sighs) as if as if we could stop the story there um now, then 
apparently her lawyer was amazing or also white privilege because this lady, <laughs> she gets to be out on bail because her tri- her case goes into appeal. And somehow while her case is in appeal is during the appeals process, she can go, she can bail out. I, I don't, I don't understand this. Granted, I'm not a lawyer or at all attached to the legal system, so of course I don't understand it. But uh, this bitch couldn't help herself but get in trouble again. She goes out, gets plastered, drives drunk, and mows down some bicyclists. Good Lord, put this broad in jail and keep her there. She seriously injured two of them. They were in ICU. And so this point, they're just like, nope, never mind. No more appeal for you. Go back to jail. <laughs> they... Do not exactly. collect $200. Do not. You're not go. worth it. <laughs> they throw her ass back in jail and basically throw away the key. They're like, no, bye. <laughs> well, yeah. At that um, point, Jesus. She died seven years later in 1993. After receiving the news that she had advanced lung cancer, I'm not really sad. Um, but the weird thing is, this was the very first case in Washington where someone was actually convicted of murder without uh, anyone ever actually finding the victim's body. They Because she, yeah, her, oh, wow. her brother had burned him in their burn barrel. I don't really know how hot you have to burn someone I'm kind of proud that I don't know that that type of information but it seems odd that there would be no bones or anything found in that manure pile or also it was 1981 82 when they're doing all this stuff so maybe they just didn't want to dig their hands through a manure pile yeah Um, Yeah, that's trippy, though, because usually that's one of the things that hangs Mm -hmm. cases up is they're not being like a body to connect the murder to. But if they have enough evidence and they both admitted it, though, at some point, then I guess. Yeah, and her brother was never charged anything because by the time it went to trial, he was suffering from uh, dementia. And so they're like, meh, you've got it hard enough. (laughs) We'll leave you alone. (laughs) Karma's got your right. Well, Anna. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's the story of the guy that (sighs) got wasted all the time and rammed into the bridge, giving us the bridge that we now have (laughs) that we 40 years later can't use. I guess it's less than 40 years. It took (laughs) them six years to build the bridge once they finally got their shit together. And so. 1986 87-ish either way 40 years later and it's out of commission I'm curious how long it's going to take to repair this now I know and did you hear that they found out that they had actually known about this for like a month that's shady (laughs) can't be blaming that on the coronavirus (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, all right, I need a beer break. I'm gonna drink something. 
I know. I chugged my whole beer. Like while you were talking, I was like, mm-hmm. tell me more. Chug, <laughs> chug, chug. Now I have nothing. Oh. I guess I should go get you a totally beer. could. This is the part where maybe eventually we will have sponsors and because we'll be cool and famous and our podcast will be <laughs> professional and shit. All right. And, and this is where we'll have that sponsor ad thing. But for now, you have to listen to us awkwardly walk around in our residence during quarantine and yeah. pour beer. <laughs> Lucky you guys. What are you? What are you pouring now? Uh, since I haven't done my story yet, I'm just gonna keep it rolling with the uh, right. Modelo. And I'm sorry, people, if you just heard me burp. I tried to burp away, <laughs> but I burped right in the middle of your story and said, "Excuse me," and then realized I said it out loud. <laughs> I'm so used to your burps that I didn't even notice. I know. <laughs> the thing is, I'm a fucking and lady, you know what? God damn it. This is a beer <laughs> podcast. We can burp in our beer podcast. And if you're the type of person that burps offend, you probably shouldn't be listening to these murder stories. Oh, no. Because I full on belch <laughs> sometimes. I'm sorry. And you're I also do. not it's sorry. It's going to happen. <laughs> Correct. So tell me a story. Okay. So I decided because we're dealing with like real stressful, uh, you know, a virus going around that's scaring everybody. Mm-hmm. And I've been watching a lot of, although my, so my other half has been a little anti watching apocalyptic movies and things. Whereas I have been like, let's watch 28 days later. I'm going to watch this other movie. I'm oh my gosh. We've like, had the I've same situation. Gordon's just like, nope. Why would anyone want to do that right now? There's enough of it in the news. And I'm like, because it's a fake one. I want to focus on the fake exactly. one. Exactly. <laughs> totally. That's exactly. I was like, no, it's way better because then it doesn't feel real at all. It's great. Um, but instead of doing a true mm-hmm. crime story, because a lot of folks that know mm-hmm. us, know that a lot of the true crime stories and don't worry there will be some horrible ones coming up here (laughs) soon i thought i would do not a true crime thing and do an urban legend and try to keep it kind of lighthearted this week i'm in um (laughs) i'm getting cozy uh, i'm ready beer in hand things still die in this like i don't want to put off Mm -hmm. from that but um the creature itself is not real that we but know. I thought I'd tell you all about it. <laughs> yeah. God, if one day they find out that this is real, I'm going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> then we can do a part two podcast on it. <laughs> Called, I was so fucking wrong, you guys. So sorry. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, so today I am doing the El Chupacabra. Ooh. Hence the Negro mm-hmm. Modelo. I was like, I'm going to have a Mexican beer to go with a thing that it's not, doesn't take place primarily in Mexico, but you know. Also, if you're a Seattleite, um, she's also not talking about the restaurant, but they do have really great tacos there. True. It's very true. And they do vegetarian. I know. Which is great. Anyway, we are not advertising for <laughs> We're not getting right paid now, for that. But, <laughs> but we will we also not, accept money if they want to. We will also work for burritos. Or tacos. I'm just saying. Tacos okay. Right <laughs> okay. I will stop interrupting you. Maybe. 
<laughs> for a moment. Maybe. <laughs> Feel free to burp at any time. Um, okay. So the chupacabra literally means goat sucker uh, in Spanish. Sorry. <laughs> you heard me. It just, it's a few different visuals happening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an adult. You fucking creep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know what? Oh boy. Okay. So, <laughs> so Chupacabra uh was first spotted. The first sighting ever reported was in Puerto Rico. Uh and to get the visual out of your head, maybe. <laughs> Uh, there were a few different ones the, so <laughs> the creature's name came from the habit that this creature had of drinking the blood of livestock including Lovely. goats they wasn't walking around giving hickeys <laughs> to goats or anything weird <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you fucking creep alright <laughs> so the physical descriptions of the creature vary report to report but mostly what it's been reported as as a large creature about the size of a small bear with a row of spines that reach from the neck to the base of the tail. It's also been described to appear to be half human or half vampire beast, which I thought was a really interesting description. I feel like those are the drawings that I've seen or like a weird half human vampire alien looking guy. (laughs) Totally. I'm looking to that too. Oh, hold on. It's been most commonly described as appearing reptile like and having leathery or like grayish green skin. Um, And then the sharp spines down its back. Uh, The approximate height guess was between three and four (laughs) feet. um, And it stands and hops apparently like a kangaroo. Uh, another common description of the chupacabra is a strange breed of dog. Uh, there's a lot of like hairless Mexican dogs oh, yeah. and things like that around, but they think that essentially people were seeing coyotes or dogs mm. that um, were suffering from like mange. Makes sense. Uh, and th- that is probably might be what it is that they are seeing. Um, a lot of eyewitnesses have also reported a really strong sulfur, sulfur type odor. <laughs> Um, which it, the devil, it, a lot of <laughs> the devil. What's that? <laughs> it's the devil. Uh, <laughs> the smell has also been attributed to the possibility of an animal's oh. mange. So that makes that also perfect makes sense. sense. <laughs> so the first reported attack occurred uh, in March of 1995 in Puerto hmm. Rico. Eight sheep were found dead, each with three puncture wounds in the chest area. And were reportedly completely drained of their blood. Uh, Yeah, I know. Uh, A few months later, in August, uh, Madeleine Tolentino reported seeing the creature in in a Puerto Rican town. um, And as many as 150 farm animals and pets were reported killed in a similar fashion. That's a fucking shitload. Yes. Um, So in 1975, some similar killings occurred. Uh... In a small town called Mocha, I believe is how you pronounce it. Delicious. Um, and they, 
they were attributing these deaths to a creature they were referring to as El Vampiro de Mocha, which translates the Vampire Mm -hmm. of Mocha. Um, Naturally, they immediately suspected that this was satanic cult killing. Yeah. Uh, You know, some ritualistic killings. (laughs) Um, It was not. Dang it. But they were finding uh, dead animals all around the island under similar circumstances. Um, And a lot of the reports were saying the animals were all blood dry, but they were not any vets or anything that Mm -hmm. examined bodies were never able to definitively say or were able to say these animals were not blood dry. (laughs) So I think it's a lot of hysteria happens with... uh, things like yeah. this which makes sense it's scary when that many animals die at once you're like what the fuck yeah, is going like, on it, the areas that this was happening it's pretty warm so there's gonna be some drying and happening i would assume at the time too like pretty rural so anything that was yeah. happening was like in a small town so oh yeah like pretty surprised yeah. you know it never um, happens around here <laughs> Murder? (laughs) Never. Um, (laughs) uh, One thing I did not know when researching into this stuff um, was that a Puerto Rican comedian named Silverio Perez is credited for coming up with the term chupacabras. Hmm. Um, Soon after the first incidents were reported in the press, uh, he, I guess, described it. That's the term he came up with. He was like, oh, it's a don't laugh. Goat sucker. (laughs) I'm looking I at know you. you are, and it makes me laugh. <laughs> like that kid in class that just keeps getting in trouble. <laughs> I'm sorry, teacher. <laughs> um, shortly after the first reported killings in Puerto Rico, other animal deaths that were under similar circumstances uh, started to happening in the Dominican Republic, Argentina, Bolivia, Chile, Colombia, Honduras, El Salvador, okay. Nicaragua, Panama, Peru, Brazil, United States, and Mexico. So air where? Which is. <laughs> and so then, so then you start to be like, oh, people were freaking out about this thing in two small towns, but now it's happening everywhere. Even What's going in Peru? on? So like that's, we're getting. That's a bit of a jaunt. Like, for sure. He is not Santa Claus. He doesn't hit all these towns in one night. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not Santa Claus. <laughs> Definitely not Santa Claus. <laughs> not to be confused <laughs> with. <laughs> Jesus, like fucking Krampus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but for animals. <laughs> That's for animals. Uh, so in October and December of 2018... There were another sightings were reported in India. Um, And this time it was domestic animals and poultry that were being killed uh, in a really suspicious manner, really similar to Chupacabra style. Uh, Many people said that they had seen the creature with their own eyes. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, their forensic reports opinion is that these were all street dogs that were likely suffering from mange. And the reports all the notes on the report suggested that the, the like wounds inflicted on the bodies mm-hmm. of the animals were very probably from wild dogs. So it was like, not yeah. un, like weird looking, you know? Um, so one of the most recent 
uh, sightings. I, I haven't heard about this in years. I grew up in Southern California and you, you would hear a lot down there, tales of the chupacabra right. and all these stories. Um, but I haven't really heard anything else huh. about it in my adult life. Um, but apparently July 19th, 2019, a similar creature, creature was sighted in Pakistan of all places. What? <laughs> Last I know. summer. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> well, crazy. okay. Was like, summer what? in Pakistan. I feel like it would just be super hot and maybe they're suffering from a bit of a heat stroke situation. <laughs> maybe. Very possibly. Completely conjecture. Anyway. um so kind of getting back to the mass hysteria (laughs) thing um there were a lot of crazy stories and the woman madeline tolentino that saw it in puerto rico Mm -hmm. she uh gave some pretty specific descriptions of what this creature looked like um a man named benjamin radford did a five-year investigation which he documented in his 2011 book tracking the chupacabra (laughs) That her report was almost identical to what the creature in the movie Species from 1995 mm. looked like. And the woman admitted, like, she they kind of mentioned that to her. And she said, oh, yes, I just saw that movie. And, you know, he looked a lot like that creature. Oh, man. And so they think that she was sort of having one of those, like, power oh, of suggestion. And, and, yeah. Exactly. Uh, sometimes um, people really are simple like, creatures. <laughs> for sure they totally are i mean it's the same thing with little kids right like they see a boogeyman and it takes shape of yeah whatever or even you know, whatever thing or they even, fear. you know you think you're gonna buy a specific kind of car and all of a sudden you're like wow those cars are everywhere you know <laughs> <laughs> exactly um so it was definitely there have never been from any reports no chupacabras have ever, like, they've never been able to prove that this creature has ever existed. They've done necropsies, uh, mm-hmm. which are like animal biopsies, on uh, a lot, quite a few victims. And this man documents this in some of his book. Um, and they've, the vet never, ever was able to see any evidence that any of the animals were completely blood mm. dry. And so there were, ended up being like a whole lot of um, people trying to argue you know, mm. that no wild dog would ever attack another animal and not eat it. Like, they wouldn't just come and, in and yeah. kill a whole bunch of animals. Um, so they had some scientists kind of step up and be like, no, mm. no, no. <laughs> if an animal is sick with mange, it's still going to try to hunt and eat. But if it gets injured in the process or if it's not physically strong enough to completely successfully take down the oh. other animal... It might attack it and bite it, hence the puncture And then wounds, it bleeds out. But not be but... able to. And that, yeah. yeah. But then it can't come and, and it can't actually eat it or carry mm-hmm. it off. So it has to abandon its prey. Well. It makes perfect it does, sense yeah. to me. Um, do you want to hear a really fucked up thing? <laughs> <laughs> so on July 4th of 2011, Jack Crabtree who is a retired wildlife biologist and a 24 veteran of the U S fish and wildlife service. Uh, he's from Lake Jackson, mm-hmm. Texas. He and his wife found, or they saw a wounded animal kind of running off mm-hmm. their back of their property. Okay. 
And so his wife runs out and that they, their exact quote for that, for uh, Crabtree is, I was immediately clear to me that it was a coyote with a strange case of, or a severe case mm-hmm. of mange. And it was obviously extremely sick. His wife, Linda, <laughs> walks out and gets photographs of it. And they sh- send these off to a local newspaper, kind of tongue in cheek style, like, Haha, we caught the El Chupacabra. Uh-huh. And it started a media... Oh nightmare like God. people were driving in from houston and everywhere to get an, a story and they're from just trying to poke fun because they thought of... they proved oh totally. my god <laughs> and once people started showing up they admitted it but i was like dang guys dick move. <laughs> that's so shitty did they change the photos at all did they like process them some no it no. was just that it was a weird photo no. and you can't tell what it is so yeah oh, for sure um <laughs> People have also suggested, and this is kind of going back to the alien mm-hmm. thing, uh, there were also a lot of reports that, um, so first of all, <laughs> NASA does barely gets funding from the United States or anywhere else yeah. for that matter. They're like, they're not a super well no. organization, and they don't have time to be pulling right. pranks. So, and that's my opinion. I know somebody's probably going to email us and be like, I work at conspiracy, conspiracy, oh, yeah. conspiracy. I'll be like, that, okay. Hey, it'd be a pretty freaking rat sidebar. It'd be a pretty rat if somebody from NASA listened to us, but somebody from NASA ats us and is like, I work at NASA and we're always pulling pranks, especially on April Fool's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I would love that. NASA, we're officially a success. <laughs> Smart people listen. <laughs> We've made it. We finally made it. Um, but folks were speculating that NASA was responsible, that essentially the U.S. government had captured aliens mm. and that these were aliens' oh, pets. Man. But that they've suggested that NASA is crossbreeding animals, <gasps> like Earth <laughs> animals, with space animals. And that's what the El Chupapra is. That is fucking Okay, ridiculous. but why would they even bother? I know. That's my point. Like, why? That's not going to help space us exploration. I mean, I don't not want a pet nibbler. I mean, I mean, okay. I already, my current dog kind of looks yeah. like nibbler. But, <laughs> but I, come on. Like, they have better shit to do. Oh, my you know? God. I love, I know. I love crazy. some of those con- crazy conspiracy theories out there. So entertaining. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some of them, I read some of them and some of them, I'm like, you know what, you guys, you almost got it. Yeah. Me. You almost got it. It's impressive <laughs> how people can argue a point to where it, it you actually start. Yeah, so yeah. You're like, man, you missed your calling. You should have been a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I mean, you and I both, because I've seen you at work as well. We as bartendresses very good at arguing well, not really arguing but explaining a thing so that people are like yes I'm you're really right good at I do people want down. another one <laughs> I'm yes. not ready to go yet <laughs> the power of persuasion it, is, it can be very easy but not quite to some of these levels no, I no, no. digress <clears throat> but anyhow that was a little of a cheater episode for me because I wanted to keep it a little lighthearted and more like a distraction but we'll be back to true crime in no time Ooh, rhyme in. <laughs> true crime in no time <laughs> you know how I roll <laughs> yep 
Oh, well. Any, uh. Do you have any? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, we're professionals. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're getting there. Um, we need to close out our tab. We do. Any positive thoughts on have you had... anything, how you're getting through the the quarantine or anything like that? Um, I mean, I'm drinking way too much, well, which aren't we all is what it is, you know. Um, been watching a lot of apocalyptic mm-hmm. movies. Sorry, Gordon. Sorry, Daniel. That's <laughs> just been what's happening. Um, I've also been revisiting um some old horror movies that kind of on accident the other night I was like I'm gonna watch Night of the Demons <laughs> and kind of was going down the rabbit hole of watching all these like old school oh yeah movies. I saw a couple of Super your little it. posts about like look at what's on Prime <laughs> oh yeah and I I'm a humongous Vincent Price fan and so I and I love Last Man on Earth was one of my favorite movies so I watched that the other night <laughs> it's been a lot yeah. of movies movies and beer yeah and bourbon definitely I've I've ramped up my drinking for sure um I I will have to say last night I had a goal of drinking an entire bottle of wine to myself but I got distracted and I only had a half a bottle (laughs) good for you (laughs) I don't know if I should be happy about that or (laughs) or sad that I couldn't complete a goal (laughs) I mean (laughs) When you put it that way, it's hard to know. Again, it's all in the way you put things. Um, No, I getting me through the quarantine. I'm I'm still trying to figure out the juggling of trying to get my own stuff done throughout the day, but then also learning how to be a homeschool teacher. Luckily, she's only a kindergartner, so I can't mess her up too bad. Um, (laughs) But uh, been doing a lot of. FaceTime well not a lot but every Friday a few of my girlfriends and I get together and do happy hour so far we've done two (laughs) but awesome sounds like we have many many more to come (laughs) and it's kind (laughs) of funny because I generally always work on Friday if anybody gets together on a Friday or tries to make plans or anything I'm always like Matt sorry you know Friday's my bar night I'm I'm at the bar and (laughs) now I'm able to have happy hour with a bunch of my friends but we're all locked in our houses (laughs) it's kind of just funny to me (laughs) and I've been wanting Sundays off for the longest time because I love the farmer's markets (laughs) uh and you know, now I have but Sundays no off, but the fucking farmer's market's canceled. <laughs> uh, ain't that a bitch. Life. <laughs> I know. What are you going to do? Romp. All right. Well, shall we cheers? Generally, we one person so we can actually clink glasses, but I'll just kind of put it I close know. to the I'll... screen. Ink. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Join I, us uh... next Monday. Thank you very much, everybody. For more information, we can be found on Instagram at Seattle underscore on underscore tap. Email at Seattle on tap at gmail.com or our website, Seattle on tap dot com.
You can also like us on Facebook. And all of the Seattle on tap original music is provided by Bubble Bathism, courtesy of the Subterranot Recording Collective. Thank you.